0: We don't talk about the numbers. The numbers are actually higher, but I would rather not talk about the numbers now. They are lower anyhow, but we are looking at a major expansion in the coming years. You are listening to
1: Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Benny Schneider. He's a high-tech serial entrepreneur and recently co-founded Salto, now serving as its president and chairman of the board in the past. He co-founded Arabello, acquired by Oracle in 2016, another company acquired by Red Hat, and another one by Cisco. Uh, twice, actually. This guy knows what he's doing. He invests in services board uh, as a board member in several startups. Some examples are Autonomo, Traffic Systems, and VHive. Benny, ready to take us to the top?
0: Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you very much for having me.
1: So tell us about Salto. I mean, are you actually in the business building it or are you advising the co-founders?
0: Yeah. So I'm part of the company. That's my day job. And uh, that's where I go to work every day. I spend most of the time over there. The company is run by Rami Kamir, my co-partner, he is the CEO of the company and Gil Gil which is based, he recently moved to Sunnyvale in the U.S., Very
1: cool. Okay. And give us a sense of what Salto does uh, and who's paying for it. What kind of sales teams?
0: Okay. So let's start from the problem that we are trying to solve in Salto. If you think about the modern world, we have the companies, the SaaS companies that are developing their own product, and then there is the business operation part of it. Till now, the product itself was separate from the business operation. If you think about the methodology being used by the developer, they are like 5G, fifth generation of uh, uh, you know technology. When you look at the technology used to develop the other tools, the business operation tools, they are like 2G. So what we are trying to do in Salto is bring the methodologies and the tools that We use, and we are still uh, developing in the agile development world into the BizOp world.
1: Interesting. Okay, tell me, Uh, me, just to make this real for my audience, Benny, tell me a story of how a a real customer is using it, if there's one you can talk about.
0: Yeah, so let's talk uh, admin of uh, Salesforce that wants to do change management. Uh, Change management is something that's very trivial in the old world. Uh, If you think about developers, we are doing it all the time. We have uh, multiple environments, we have multiple features, we have multiple developers. In the case of uh, tools like uh, NetSuite, like uh, Salesforce, managing those is much more difficult. So they have to decide, they have to time what are the changes that they are going to do, how they are going to apply it, who is going to work on it, They are thinking more the old way of releases and moving from one sandbox to another sandbox. What we are allowing them to do is solve the biggest problem that exists today with those tools, which is to extract the configuration, put it in modern tools like GitHub, like uh, uh, CICD, and be able to make the changes and the change management with the new modern tools.
1: I love Uh, it. I love this space. Very niche, very focused, but a very, very big market. Salesforce is huge. You're catering to any Salesforce admin that wants to manage change management.
0: Right. All right. We were talking between (laughs) us about Salesforce, but I don't want to get you that you will get the feeling or the listeners that we're only doing Salesforce. The vision of the company was that, number one, it has to be the same thing for all the SaaS tools that enterprises are using today for business operation. In reality, people will always talk to you about two, three, maybe four. One for CRM, one for finance, one for marketing, and maybe one for HR. But mm-hmm. when we go and talk to customers, they have thousands of tools. So we build a generic solution. Think about it like a platform that has adapters and can work with each one of those Uh, tools that we just mentioned.
1: Understood. And Benny, when folks are paying you for this technology to save themselves time, energy, and money, what are they paying you on average per month to use the tech?
0: Well, they are starting from about as low as $10,000 and they can go up to uh, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. We just started selling. So we are at very early stages. When did you get your your first
1: customer, Benny, your first paying customer? (laughs)
0: <laughs> when, did you, yeah. when did
1: you guys get your first paying
0: customer? Uh, earlier this year, probably in Q1.
1: Okay. And just to be clear, you're saying the average price is $10,000 a month or a year? $10,000 a, a year. Sorry. A year. Okay, got it. So maybe $1,000 a month and then $12,000 right. a year. But you think this is going to be over time in enterprise motion. You're going to stay at the $10,000, $20,000, dollars 50000 a year range. Right.
0: Yeah, I think Several dimensions to the pricing, features, number of users, number of transactions. Uh, we also lan- launched today, or these days we are launching a free tier that allows the user to use the full service with the all the features that with most of the features that we have. And we have also an open source version that allows people who want to use it without the managed service that we are using uh, themselves. So think about it like three-way in terms of go-to-market. Open yep. source, free and the regular SaaS selling model.
1: So, Benny, you just launched, you got your first paying customer this year, I guess earlier this year. How many customers are you working with now today?
0: We are working with tens of customers, and we have already uh, about uh, 10 paying customers.
1: That's Hey, congratulations. That's, that's an exciting... Thank you've been you. through this a couple of times, so you know how important it is to get those first 10, right? Absolutely. The question I have for you guys is you guys did a remarkable job attracting capital before your first dollar of revenue. I mean, you have effectively raised almost $70 million pre-revenue. So take me back to that Series A. What was the story that you were saying back in 2020 and how much did you raise?
0: We raised altogether, together, like you said, seventy about $70 million in three rounds. One was in the first seed round in 2019. How much was uh, that one? Was, it was about... Uh, three and a half million dollars okay and then uh, we did the Series a uh beginning of 2020 which was about all together with the seed about 24 million dollars and the rest of it was earlier this year uh in 2021 of course
1: i see and, and and again how are you guys able to raise so much cap i mean obviously you have a, a- great background so i'm sure you have a right. lot of connections here right but but i mean your guys are also taking a lot of dilution right Pre, pre-revenue I mean how do you manage all that
0: well uh the world uh, this is probably a question for about two years ago <laughs> the world especially here in israel i'm calling you from Tel Aviv from Ranan actually has changed so uh you can imagine that the raising the capital raising environment is different uh, I believe that uh, one of the reasons is that people trust us. People like what we are doing. They see the initial traction, and uh, we used most of the VCs that we used in the past. So, you know, with some of the VCs, it's like the third time. Some of them, it's the second time. So, kind of easy. And we are uh, building our ecosystem.
1: This is Excel, Salesforce Ventures, which makes sense. Bessemer, Lightspeed, folks you've worked with prior. Correct. Yep. Now, when you talk about traction that you point to, you know, if you have 10 customers today at around $1,000 or $2,000 a month, I mean, you guys are doing $10,000, $20,000 a month in MRR right now. So is that accurate?
0: Uh, we don't talk about the numbers. The numbers are actually higher, but mm-hmm. I would rather not talk about the numbers now. They are okay. lower anyhow, but we are looking at the major expansion in the coming years
1: Well, I guess I won't push you harder on the numbers there, but it's fair to say you're doing less than a million dollar run rate today, right? You just turned on pricing. Yeah. So that's the reason I'm asking. So what metrics are you pointing to when you just go raise a $42 million Series B? What what are you pointing to? Say, look, it's growing. Most people say revenue, but you don't have that much. So what what are you using metrics wise?
0: We are using uh, mainly the market potential. We are using uh, uh, comparables with other companies that are playing in our space. Uh, We are using... Who are some of those companies? Uh, some of the companies are, uh, Copado, for example, Gearset.
1: Yeah, but Copado is uh, growing
0: like crazy. I
1: mean, Ted Elliott is growing that business. I mean, I had him on four months ago and they were, do- or six months ago, they were doing 40 million in ARR. He just emailed me and said I could share it publicly that they passed a $52 million run rate and raised at the 1.1 billion valuation. So they've got a lot of revenue already. So how do you use that as a comparable?
0: Well, they were a younger company. And uh, when they were younger, they probably had uh, another uh, set of valuation, which was probably, I imagine, lower than $1 billion. Well, yeah,
1: so, but, but, but they they hadn't raised, I mean, the amount of money, the capital profile of that business is way different than the capital profile currently that, that you guys are on track for. In other words, what I mean by that is their first round was a $9 million round in 2018. And then when they raised in 2020, which they raised a $26 million round for, they already passed a $5 million run rate at that point. Almost a six million dollar run rate. Um, so I guess all I'm asking is, I understand comparables, but like we're, I'm I'm just focused on you guys. Can you point to like free usage growth in free usage or anything? Like, what were some of the metrics? No, it's too early.
0: We just launched these days. We are only launching these days the free tier, so it's only okay to tell. Okay. But uh, again, I mean, uh, when you're looking at the potential of what it is that we are doing, you are looking at the customer reaction, the customer attraction that we are having the growth that we are already having in the accounts that expanded in the from earlier this year these are all significant
1: benny what are some of the things you guys are expanding against is it number of api calls number of seats feature-based upselling take us there how does that work
0: right so it's number of uh, first of all number of interfaces so people will start for example with netsuite uh and let's say one developer or one admin and they will expand to uh Salesforce. They will add developers, and then they will add features. Then they will add other uh, tools to our offering, like Jira. So the land and expand is building within our uh, architecture and within our go-to-market and pricing strategy.
1: Many of you guys listening have built incredible SaaS tools to help other founders, specific industries, really get value or make some system easier. The problem is you can't help your clients until they import some portion of their data. And you've considered on your Trello board and your Sprint timelines, spending weeks building a CSV importer for certain data sets. You're smiling right now because you know I'm right. And either you do it and you waste engineering time or you don't do it and your customers have a horrible time getting onboarded. And listen, let's face the facts. Your ability to give value to your customers sometimes is very dependent on their ability to get you their data. Once you have the data, everything is really smooth. Well, this exact problem probably explains why FlatFile is growing so quick. They've raised over $44 million and they do exactly this, the data onboarding platform for your marketing teams, your engineering teams, they enable you to get usable data faster so you can focus on what matters most to your business. And the fastest growing companies like my friend ClickUp, Zeb, multi-billion dollar valuation, they all use FlatFile. Now, FlatFile reached out, they wanted a sponsor, I said, you got a good deal for us? And they do. For anyone listening, any anyone that's part of the top entrepreneurs community or get Latka, you can get a deal now to get started today at NathanLatka.com forward slash flat file. And they make it so easy, by the way, their onboarding is beautiful. You don't have to commit to a bunch of stuff. You can actually see a demo live instantly right now. Check it out. NathanLatka.com forward slash flat file. Now, when you guys raise the forty-two billion of uh, the forty-two million dollars, I was going to say forty-two billion. Maybe one day, right? When you raise your, when you raise your, yeah, we want
0: to talk million. about revenues at these numbers. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> when you guys raise at the forty-two million, I mean, most people on their Series B, they're selling somewhere between sort of ten and fifteen percent of the business. Did you guys do a pretty standard round there, or was there something unique?
0: I don't think there was uh, anything unique, but the uh, we are still holding interesting part in the company uh the employees the founders so it's all good for everybody uh we're not looking at the cup table we are looking at success i always say that success is binary don't worry about how much is left make sure that you are successful first and then everything will be uh will fall into the right place
1: I like that. But Benny, if you guys raise a 42 million series B, and even if it's at a, you know, maybe a lower valuation of 300 million, right? So you're selling 10 to 20% of the business, that drastically decreases what some people would define as success. For example, you couldn't sell to Salesforce for a quarter billion or 250 million bucks because your last run valuation was higher than that, right? So how do you guys define success? You've actually limited your optionality because you raised so much,
0: right? So uh, we have a different set of minds. We worry about the success, as I said, and everything will uh, will organize itself in in the future. So, rather than worrying about the exit, we are making sure that we have all the resources in terms of uh, capital in this case. Relationship. I didn't mention it, but Salesforce is one of our investors, and they are definitely helping us within the ecosystem. So, we are organizing in terms of capital to make sure that we have all the chances to be successful in this competitive market. Don't look at the competitive market just from the perspective of competition. We're also competing uh, on talent. The Israeli environment is extremely competitive when it comes to talent. I believe it's also in other parts of the world. I know it is because we are recruited also in the Bay Area, in California and elsewhere in the States. Uh, and... I think the other part is the attention, the attention of the customers, making sure that they understand what it is that we are doing. They understand what kind of painful problem we are solving to them and how we can make their life better. And the biggest problem that you talk to business operation people is they want to be part of the company's success. They want to develop the tools and the processes for the company that will help the business be successful. Right now, the tools don't allow them to be as agile as the uh, rest of the Mm businesses. We are empowering them to be basically a very ambitious concept. We call it company as code. So everything, think about, you probably heard about monolithic repository, like monorepo. Everything is one code. Your code that you are using to develop your service whatever SaaS service you are providing, and business operation. Everything is one thing, one monolithic thing. You can do the CI, CD with this this methodology consistently across all your tools. This is very powerful. Business operation people are becoming very important to the success of the business and they are running at the pace of the business. Uh, this is much bigger than trying to say we are allowing uh, this and that tool to be to, to do change management. We are allowing those people to be more agile and help the business generate revenue, make the changes that they need, at the pace that they need.
1: If you guys are successful, who are you
0: putting out of business? Um, I don't know if we will put people out of business. I would define our success in... People that are doing business operation today will be far more productive and far more relevant to the business. What are they currently
1: using though, where they're going to cancel and probably switch to you guys? I mean, are they canceling Looker? Are they can't like what are they canceling?
0: I think they're canceling manual work and they are canceling uh, it's not that they are canceling, but they are not as agile as they could be. So Mm -hmm. let's say with today they are making changes twice a week, maybe twice, three times a month. With us, they can make changes two times a day, even more. They can make the changes in sync with whatever tools they are using to develop the product. Think about the modern SaaS. You have all kinds of hooks between the product itself and whatever the CRM that you are using or the... uh, Uh, or the financial tool that you're using. If you're breaking one field here, you'll break the entire thing and your entire operation will be done. Mm -hmm. So I'm not thinking about this if what we are expanding. I'm thinking about this. I'll give you one example or one analogy. I mean,
1: well, Benny, sorry. What I'm trying to do is connect where the vision of where you're trying to take the business to something that's common knowledge across my audience, right? So that's why I'm trying to make the connection here. It sounds to me what you're saying is basically this is a much sexier and easier to use, a more productive version of like what MuleSoft might be, or like today might be Zapier, where you're connecting multiple streams, uh, you're managing change across many streams, the pipes of the internet. Focus though on the say on the sales structure first.
0: Correct. And we are focusing on the uh, configuration. If you think about Zapier that you just mentioned, they are connecting more the data at Move. We are connecting the configuration of all those tools, and I we see. are synchronizing the uh, configuration. So if you think see. about this, there are three parts here. There is the uh, configuration, the integration, and there is the business processes. Nobody has done the configuration itself so far.
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Hey, we're running out of time, Benny, but last couple of questions here. What's the team look like today? How many people?
0: We are about 46 people in the company.
1: 46, and how many engineers?
0: About 30. 30.
1: And we love, something's happening in Israel. You know, I've had a lot of great founders on. I mean, it's, you know, CoreLogix is growing very fast. You've got Yatpo, you've got Guy at Czech who's in New York now, but something's in the water over there. Would you credit most of this to just what the the, the defense program puts people through and how it makes them think like an entrepreneur?
0: That's only part of it, but there is a a lot of other good things. And recently, the big change, if you want, finally, the late stage funds have discovered Israel. So we see we, we call them crossover fund, but it's really late stage that are allowing Israeli companies to run all the way and not sell themselves too early to American corporations like we did, let's say, five, 10 years ago. So I love that.
1: Well, I'm rooting for you, Benny. I hope you guys have a ton of success. In the meantime, though, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number
0: one, what's your favorite book? Okay. So I like the uh, Michael Lewis, always the combination of uh, history science in a good story, makes a good reading book, and Michael Lewis sure knows how to do it. The one that I would recommend is Flash Boys, uh, the one that talks about uh, high frequency trading. People know the Big Crash or the Big Short book, but uh, that's the one I like most.
1: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, Probably in my case, it will be Bill Gates. Bill
0: Gates. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Salto? uh the one that i'm using personally not necessarily just in uh, uh, salto it will be unleash.so take a look at it think I about uh, think about uh, you know we used to do desktop search like spotlight in mac but most of the data right now is not there and if you want to look at the data you have to look elsewhere uh in SaaS. this tool will allow you to look Unleash,
1: Unleash.so, very good. And uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
0: I'm trying to get to about six. Okay, I'm and cheating. what's your situation,
1: Benny? Married, single kids?
0: Married with three daughters.
1: Three kids, great. And how old are you?
0: 63.
1: 63 years young. Last question, Benny. What are you wishing you when you were 20?
0: <laughs> I wish I would uh, explore some more the area of uh, life science. Uh, now with the pandemic, the fact that you can develop molecules, cure real-world problems in such a speed using uh, this type of technology is amazing. I wish I would know more about this and be able to participate some more.
1: Guys, salto.io based in Tel Aviv is bringing DevOps to sales ops they've raised a war chest to do it over almost $70 million raised, 42 million Series B earlier this year, really to attract great talent as they look to scale. 46 on the team today. Uh, They've got under a million bucks in revenue, but they just turned on on paying customers a couple months ago as they're now looking to scale and already seeing great expansion revenue in those early signups. They're going to have an exciting 2022. Benny, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Thank you very much.